Welcome everyone. Holla holla. Welcome back to the car. We are on the road again. I'm not even going to pretend like we do podcasts anywhere else now. Well, it makes sense. It's like, when do, you have, when do we have time to do podcasts? When we have an hour and a half driving to do. So, this podcast, Murray has already, before we've even done it, Murray has already titled... What it took. What it took. What it took to do what, Murray? Well, I suppose to get to where we are. Simply. Simply. Yeah. And I think the reason I felt the call, I suppose, to have this chat, because social media is such a, a wonderful tool for allowing people to see only certain things. And um, I know now that we have someone that takes care of our social media because, well, I value my time and I know Renee values her time too. And, um, especially with the baby so we just had to bring other people in to do the things we didn't want to do really so um so you might see like just the the progression and our journey and wonder how and also there's been i know there's been some comments made like directly to me and also not so directly is like how like how did this just happen so let's answer, <laughs> let's answer that question. And in, in real world terms as well, because we talk a lot about manifesting and energy and right. vibration and yeah. utilizing those universal laws and energetic tools and law of attraction, all that kind of stuff. We talk about that esoteric thing because that is our, and muscle testing, like that is our world. They are the tools that we use, but maybe there's one piece of that that we actually teach in our manifesting program and it's inspired action taking yeah no, that's, you took the words out of my mouth I, think, I know I, I know you baby I think um, I think maybe we haven't emphasised it's glazed over a lot you mean I've got to actually take a lot of action as well yeah and I mean if you do go to our Instagram and you go to like either the, the highlight reels the studio build but even more so the retreat build you're gonna see like over a year's worth of stories of, of the build happening and even that is the highlight reel. Just snippets. Just right. snippets of, of what happened. But um yeah, the inspired action taking and inspired action taking also involves a hell of a lot of trust. Trust. So yeah, like there's like that leap of faith, it's like all right, I've done all the things, found the feeling, you know, the vision, the feeling, um, all the tools, muscle testing, and now I'm being asked to take a leap of faith. And then most people at that point go, that's really fucking scary, and I'm not sure I'm actually willing to, to do that, to put that effort in. Yeah, so it's, it's one foot in front of the other. And, and that's the um, actual pinnacle moment. That's yeah. the, the moment it all changes. And I think um, a, a woman I've been working with, Jenny, actually, she she nailed this on the head because she really works a lot with, with tarot cards. And one of the tarot cards that keeps coming up for her at the moment is the fool. But the imagery of the fool is taking a step off of a cliff and there's nothing. It appears that there's nothing underneath that foot that is stepping out. Right. And that's that moment of trust because you don't know what you don't know. And 
sometimes more often than not you have to step into the unknown to create something beyond what you're existing in well, how's it ever going to become something new or change if you just keep stepping in the same footprint all the time yeah it's never going to change so so we learned to get courageous real quick well it happened way back in the beginning i think like we met and it was just like uh two worlds colliding two worlds colliding. i won't do that i won't do that <laughs> Um, Please. But it, uh, things escalated quite quickly. And I think like the, the moment that I'll talk about um, is like when it, it came to crunch time, like we were both working two jobs each um, and we had a lot we wanted to offer and we felt as though we couldn't um, offer this offer this sort of stuff in the studios that we were working in. It wasn't really yoga related. Some people didn't get it, therefore it really wasn't um, embraced by the owners of certain spaces for us to like be, be doing this sort of work. So we had to, um, had to get our own place. And what that, the beginning of that, what that looked like was um, going through the process. Muscle testing, getting clear. We were already very clear on our feeling. At this point, we're doing like a, a lot of meditation, meditating together, going through that process together. And um, we actually assumed at that time that our next step, so logically, our brain was going, our next step is going overseas. Well, that's what, yeah. That's because in, in that world, thought. that pre COVID world, <laughs> um, yoga teachers, generally speaking, to expand, worked in retreats or in fancy places they didn't stay in studio unless they owned the studio they yeah. kind of didn't really stay in a studio yeah so that's and I remember we were actually like went okay let's do that then and started putting the fields out and just got nothing back we had people that were working all over the world um, putting our applications in yeah, for us. and just hearing nothing in return um, and it's like we understand now why because it would have been a shitstorm um, when COVID hit having everything we worked for removed but what happened was we um, we decided to on our own to create our own place yeah and there was and then this is where like there's lots of signs and universal support that yeah. happened if you haven't heard the story before like we were doing um, monthly full moon meditations down on the beach if you're in Newcastle local at Bar Beach and it was I'm gonna say it was the like December that we decided, all right, we're going overseas. That's the, that's what we're doing. Yeah. The January full moon, and we'd been getting like 40, 50, 60 people show up to this yeah, thing. 60 at the most. The January full moon, 400. At a guess, 400 people showed up. Yeah, and that's well, it still got bigger, didn't it? It got bigger after that as well, but that that's a huge jump from like 50 to 60 people yeah. to 400. And we hadn't done anything different in terms of letting <coughs> anyone know about it. It was Nothing. so that was the sign of like you're staying here. You need to st yeah, you need to stay in Newcastle. There is something that you've got to offer this community. Yeah. Everything so, else was blocking us going anywhere else. So we listened to that and then um, went on the search for a space, and it's like it's so wild. It's like so we're we're both working a lot already um, we've got like a little rental little rental unit at Merriweather 
little one bedroom, getting to know each other real well. Um, and then we went searching. We're like, okay, well, where where are we gonna, where's this studio gonna be? So we were looking for places. Um, and I think maybe our minds, again, we're like small, trying to play it down. It was like, oh, when we were just looking at these, like a lot smaller places. Like small rooms. Like small rooms. Like one room, like maybe, yeah. I don't know, like 50 meters squared. Yeah. Was what we were kind of looking at. We're like, this is, this is, this will be us. 50 meter square room holding 20 people. Yeah. That's our yoga we, studio. We can do that. Yeah. And it just wasn't working. And then we actually found a place previously that was a yoga studio that it had been um, left unoccupied for about six months so we we went and had a look and and this was our pie in the sky as well because we were we were just looking at like 50 square meter places this and this was two story 400 square meters yeah and we kind of looked to be cheeky because we were like there's no way the fuck we're we gonna do there's that? no way that we'll use but let's just go have a look and just let's see go have a look see what it looks like what the yeah. dream looks like yeah and so we walked in and um shout out to gary and lynn shout out to gary and lynn we've got like the most epic landlords well they think we're epic now that <laughs> they've done a few years of business with us they're like yeah these are much better than the last but they are very good humans yeah so we went in and um and we're like, all right, well, <laughs> muscle tested. Muscle testing said, yep, this is the place. And we're like, okay, let's do it. And then we went through the process of like applying for it. And the um, landlords were like, we just don't think yoga is a viable business. We've had someone in here before and it just didn't work out. So we had to prove to them. We had to like, you know, financially show our situation financially, which, um, you know, it wasn't anything over the top at, at that point in time. We could prove that we had um, good incomes and really good work ethics. But then we started to show them the following that we weren't starting a business, we were expanding a business. And we already have a, a community that follows us and trusts us and, and we believe that it'll work. Um, in the end, they agreed to it. But that is where the trust comes in because we muscle tested, we followed through, but the trust, the leap of faith on paper, like sure we had um, we had some savings aside that we could cover the rent for a little bit um, if things weren't a great start, but... Yeah, we had no members. Yeah, we had no members. Nothing. Uh, we had, so uh, my family has run big business for my whole life, pretty much my mum's whole life. Um, and so I had mum and uh, the accountant who does those, who looked after those businesses going, <laughs> no, no, this is a terrible idea. Look at the rent you have to pay each week. You don't have any members. Like <laughs> logically speaking, it was all <coughs> a risk. All a risk. Yeah. But muscle testing said do it. <laughs> so we do it. So we, yeah, we took the... The leap, and that's the courageous part. I'm not saying, oh, yeah, we're courageous, but I'm just saying for you listening, you have to do it. You have to it feel, feel that moment of fear, put your foot out, 
close your eyes going, I have no idea what's going to be under my foot, but I'm going to lean into it and do it anyway. Yeah. So from there we had um, some other decisions to make. Um, so we were able to live above the studio once we had it, which was like a little bit of, re little bit of reassurance. You know, we wouldn't have two rents and that we'd be like, also have somewhere to live. Um, so we went through the, all the muscle testing again, all these processes, and in the end it said we need to give up everything. So we had to hand in all of our jobs. We had to hand in our rental property at Merriweather. And we put on a, some people would have heard this before also, but we put on an engagement party that was a surprise wedding. And then a few days later we left the country for a few weeks. And we had no idea what we were gonna come back to because no we had idea. no jobs. Nothing. We had nowhere to live. No. Um, and we had we were waiting we had to for, build a business. We had to build a business and we were waiting for all the lease to be finalized and yeah. everything when we came back. So we were just like, Cool, let's just have like a month in Bali and reset and hope that everything works out when we get back. So it worked out. It worked out. But all, all of that, I reiterate that all of that hope is based in the process of muscle testing yep. and all of the other tools and work that we did. Yeah. So, so it worked. We got in and then we had like a fair bit of work to do once we're in, getting the place um, ready, yeah, suitable for people to come and practice. Um, and then on the first day of opening, we had enough people to sign up on the on the first day. Enough people signed up as members to cover all expenses and a small profit. Yeah. Which, if you know anything about small businesses... Um, Epic. Yeah, so grateful. Not, not really heard of. So grateful to everyone who trusted us uh, and everyone who trusted their guts. And I love that there are a few people that were standing there going, I don't know you guys, but it feels really good here. So <laughs> I'm signing up. Like, thank you. Yeah, thank yeah. you, thank you. But here, this moment here, is where we lean a little out of the esoteric of it. And into the in, physical form. Into the physical form. Yeah. And this is the part where, this, this is the part where people who, I'll talk about myself, who ask me of like, um, not everyone, but some people like, why do you think I'm not making it? Why do you think my business isn't working? Again, this isn't everyone, but there are some people, and I look at them and go, like point blank, you're not willing to lean into the discomfort of it being a bit yucky, of it being transforming, being and into hard. being a bit hard. Yeah, there are. You say this, so I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat your words. Yeah. There is a moment. This might not be healthy advice, but this is how we no, do it. There is a moment yeah, where is, you have to fine. be obsessive. My words are is like if you if you want to achieve something great. Then in that moment, in that moment of achieving it, there's no room for balance. Just for whatever period of time that is, you need to go. All right, this is what's required of me, and I'm prepared to do that. I'm prepared to do that work to achieve this. Yeah. And that's going to separate you from the people that don't make it. And that looked like, particularly for our first six months us literally living and breathing the open mind space. 24-7. 24-7. We lived above the studio. We were there for every class, whether yeah. we were teaching it or not. Yeah. We were, like, 
every waking all, all second was yeah. dedicated to that space, to that community. That was it. Yeah, that's all that mattered. That's all that mattered. And in amongst that, what everyone didn't see, there was a, a period of time where where I was working three jobs. So I was like running the stu- help running the studio, um, teaching yoga, and then I would run out and concrete all day. And if I finished concreting early enough, I would go and help my mate mow lawns. Not that it was completely necessary, but it was shown to me for a certain period of time, You, this is what's required of you. You need to do whatever is necessary to make this work. And this is like the, why Renee just touched on it, it's like not the esoteric part of it. This is very human. Yeah. Like and it, a very human. Some people call it a grind, but my the vision was so crystal clear to me that doing it, wasn't a hassle because I knew the payoff was coming and it looked like especially for the first year the only money that we took from the business was for food and petrol that's it we didn't we didn't no lavish holidays no no, no holidays full stop no, no buying fancy <laughs> we clothes. didn't buy clothes we did like we didn't nothing go fancy restaurants nothing we just went all right for the first year that's that's what our like that's usually two should be two years but we just went first year let's go dedicate this is all and then it like it turned into two years and it's turned into like things that you know the business started within its second year was had a very healthy profit coming in off the back of the work we done yeah so that's like a little part of and and this isn't about burnout or pushing yourself hard all the time or both Murray and I are Aries and we thrive in environments of balls to the wall and like, pre- pressure yeah. yeah give me some pressure and I'll make it look easy that's that's our go mode so that might not be everyone's go mode but that was our go mode and that was and we sacrificed as well time with friends time with family it was yep. just it was Literally nothing else mattered but us fostering the open mind space was our baby and we were just dedicated and there for it. And the dedication came And it was a joyful experience. Yeah, this is what I'll I'll touch on is like the dedication didn't come from a place of I'm gonna be rich. The dedication came from this is my offering to the world, to the community. I need and want this to work so I can continue to offer more and more and more, have that space that I've always desired where I can offer all the stuff that I want. Yeah. So we created that space. Um, yeah, so that, I remember like that two-year mark. Was it the two-year? I think it was the, would have been further after that two years, but after that second year of business, the, the accountant that's been in, Renee's family for generations of business he didn't really understand what we were doing and didn't understand yoga and half the things we were talking about he's like I don't know what you're doing but yeah I'll be your accountant and then he he actually rang me directly one time and he just goes he goes I listened to one of your podcasts and the story is absolutely amazing just keep doing what you're doing and then 
Shout out to amazing accountants. Shout out to amazing accountants. And then he actually rang again when he was doing that that year's tax and um, rang and just goes, I think we need to start treating your business a little bit more seriously. And I'm like, well, I have. <laughs> I've been taking this extremely seriously. I don't know what you've been doing. Been making sure that we pay tax. Yeah, no, he's epic. He's, um, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine using anyone but him. Um, so yeah, things like started working out really well. Um, but right from the very beginning, the vision was to have a home base of the studio, but the grand vision was to have like a retreat space where we can really take people deep into this stuff. Yeah. Um, and somehow that started coming into fruition too. Just when we thought that maybe um, we might get some time off or a day off. So just for the record, we're about three and a half years deep into business and we haven't had a day off yet. That's a lie. We've had... I'm sure somewhere in there. Yeah, go and remind me of it. Yeah. You know, that time. When Yeah, when you're at home with the baby. Do you want to call that a day off? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, we then, went to Coffs Harbour for twenty four hours. <laughs> yeah, wasn't that an experience? Um, so what it took—that's what it took. It took using all of our tools and putting into practice, staying super consistent with it, daily practice, taking the leap of faith and trusting that it was going to work out if we continued to put the effort in, and it did. And then we got the opportunity to really go for that grand that grand vision of having the retreat space um, and then really having to gear up for that amount of work really um, that was yeah that literally took that whole project took every ounce of knowledge I have about building and then I learnt a whole lot more along the way and that was a different kind of like as where we're wrapping up the bigger parts of the build yeah. for that um, that has taken a lot yeah. out of us because yeah. well we had a little baby in there as well we had a baby we had a, a second lockdown um, yeah so I mean it's not all all roses and sunshine the whole world went through those two well, lockdowns and all, all that jazz we don't need to go into that jazz but um yeah, the build of the retreat has again been such dedication and focus and what that has, particularly the beginning of the build, looked like me navigating early postpartum, mm -hmm. you working five, sometimes six days seven a week. Da seven days a week. But you working five or six days a week concreting. Yeah. And then spending... And teaching yoga. And teaching yoga. And then we would drive from... Um, Newcastle up to where the retreat is near Gloucester and you would spend all your spare time then building and then we would go back to Newcastle and you would do concreting all week. Yeah. Like you were doing a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> and crossfitting. And crossfitting. <laughs> I think that was more of like a rage mental release than anything else. Gotta keep moving, man. <laughs> um so I suppose why we want to share this is 
well for me anyway it's not like a an egoic look at us and look at all the hard work we've done but just flagging that these creations are a lot of physical time effort planning it's not a like we have we have spoken about it like yeah we had this vision and then it all just fell into place and we're living our dream and like, we are so living our dream yeah. but there is a lot of action taking and leaps of faith and oh should we be spending this much money and yeah. all of that in there yeah and also what it takes is um, and like devotion you need to want to do it you need to really care about have a passion for what you're doing so it's not going to happen if you're not passionate about what the offering is going to be there's no point spending a year and a half building a retreat if you don't want to hold a if retreat. you don't want to hold a retreat if you think you're going to make money from it yeah like sure we will make money from it but we're not doing it yeah for that because for the first little bit it won't there'll yeah. be there we've got a few moments where you you won't kill it but then also discipline, and this is something I'll speak to um, a lot of people about, is like that act of discipline. When you begin to understand what true discipline is, it changes your mindset around it. So I think we get conditioned when we're young that discipline is like a form of punishment. Um, like when you know, you've know you done something wrong, you get disciplined, or like a very regimented action like the army or something like this but really um, discipline is the path to true happiness so if you can become disciplined in your daily action then what happens in you, happens is you will begin to achieve all the things that are going to fulfill you and make you happy so you need you need discipline you have to have passion for your work and you have to have discipline to have that daily practice or daily turning up and even like through the moments the days the weeks the months that are like full power it's like yeah things are very busy um, then you just got to keep turning up communicate with the person next to you um, make sure your needs are still getting fulfilled sometimes they, they won't like sometimes you'll be like like recently I've, I've to, just to really get this retreat finished off in that timeline there's a few things that I just had to push to the side and for people that know me that surfing is a big part of my life and I just had to go okay just for these few months that's not going to be it's not going to be my number one priority to get to the beach all the time I'm just going to make that decision that way I'm not going to be resentful for when it doesn't happen it's a big thing having like that clarity around um, what discipline is yeah uh, surfing is, is Murray's yeah is Murray's thing <laughs> um, but yeah that discipline to show up and that discipline to hold yourself accountable and that discipline to move through the, the tough times and the sticky times but where that inspired action gets you is something far beyond what you can perceive and that's I was again saying this to someone I work with uh, one of my one of the lovely ladies that worked with me the other day is that to emphasize for them as well this process of finding the feeling 
conscious decision making, which is your muscle testing, inspired action taking, that leap of faith. Do what you're testing. Yeah, but that that simple process in three years has created a life beyond what we thought possible. Well, I knew it would be possible, but I just didn't think it would happen this quick. Exactly. So we're three years in, almost four years in. We're at... We're about to have a day off. We're about to have a day off. Um, How am I going to word this the right way? We've utilised a process that has created our dream, the most expansive version of our dream, and we haven't even got started yet. Oh, no, we're only just starting. We're only just starting. So it's not like... We've this reached, is the end. yeah. It's not like we've reached no. the end goal and got. Oh, finally, we're there. Now we get to offer all the things, and we can do it from a space that aligns deeply with our vibration of waking up every morning and going. Okay, maybe not every morning because sometimes the baby doesn't sleep, but waking <laughs> up a lot of mornings, going. I am so grateful. Like, look out our window. Do you do you see where we live? Do you see what our life is? Do you see and. Uh, last weekend uh, we were able to do soak which is a, a two and a half hour experience we do in the studio we haven't done that for two years so we got the opportunity to do that again it was like look at what on our day off on our day off look at, <laughs> that's how I love to spend my that's how I fucking love to spend my day off is in a room full of people and going here try this like it's so cool like I don't call and that's why I do live and breathe at 24-7. And I acknowledge it like, you know, I need to do things that fill my cup and, and all of that. But I love, I love 95% of all of this that we get to do. Yeah. Of, of running the back end of the studio, of, of working with the teachers, of holding space in the studio, of building the retreat, of holding space in the retreat, and everything in between. Like, it's... I pinch myself that this is that we have a sustainable life from this and we haven't even fully kicked off yet no how does it get any better than this shiny so the main point of this podcast was giving you a bit of an insight into what it took and this is still the glossing over of of what it took Um, giving you an idea of the physical stuff and then woven in the physical stuff is all of the emotional stuff yeah like all of the baby our first baby in the middle of this first baby in the middle of it um hectic postpartum depression which we had another chat about um just being able i'm so grateful that all of our support network and all of the people that are around us but also that i get to do this with you because who else is going to do it (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) yeah <laughs> Who else is going to be an apocalyptic warlord builder sensitive yogi? Yeah. <laughs> Who can listen to me when I go, you know, now that we've finished this one, what do you think about Bali? Yeah. Not for a holiday. <laughs> I think you should keep building. <laughs> Why do you keep putting that out to the universe? What's this face? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, we don't need that right now. Who knows what's possible? Heard it first. <laughs> I hope you can hear Murray's eye rolls. <laughs> All the lights were driving, 
through a little town, all the light street lights are flashing on and off as she's making these jokes. <laughs> Look, all I am, Murray, is a channel. <laughs> all I can do is open my mouth and speak the truth of the universe. <laughs> That's all I can do. Yeah. You just gotta listen. I gotta bring it into fruition. <laughs> you gotta do. You gotta tell everyone what it takes. Yeah. I tell them what it looks like, what it feels like. You tell them what it takes. <laughs> That's it. That's what it took. That's, that's part of what it took. Hope that shed some some light. And um, what I also help, hope it helped for you, if you are, whatever you're in, whether you're working in someone else's business or in a nine to five or looking to create your own thing, is to keep going. If it's Find something your that passion. You, yeah, if you if, if you feel it in your blood in your cells, keep going and move through the mucky parts mm. and take those leaps of faith when they feel really aligned even if you don't know how that's gonna look even if you have professional accountants who deal with big business going Ugh, it's, I mean like if you wanna um, give it a go guys give it a go he was very supportive oh he's amazing very supportive yeah. but also just like go just, go off with your play toy like just not sure <laughs> just not sure <laughs> um, yeah but keep keep going find the feeling so take the time to connect with that core feeling through your meditation through visualization I think we have a podcast a, a bit further back where Murray guides me through finding the feeling so use that process to to find that or do our online course um, a practical guide to manifesting where we've got all the meditations in there about finding the feeling then conscious decision-making Use a pendulum, use muscle testing. It is an incredible way to tap into the aspect of your beingness that isn't, isn't influenced by everyday life, by your experiences. So all of your experiences impact your conscious and unconscious decision-making process. Muscle testing in your pendulum taps into the part of you that is not affected by those stories, by those reflexes, by those self-limiting beliefs. So you find the feeling, conscious decision-making, inspired action-taking. Get it done. Take action. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you.